0: Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Check Magic Pisces Podcast on a bit of a rampage. I'm on a podcasting rampage. I just recorded three episodes for the Course in Miracles podcast, and um, it's doing really good. I think the last episode had like... this; The last several episodes had like 150 or 175 downloads, so it just keeps going up and up and up. And that's what happens when you show up for God. when you show up for God and God sees you doing the work, um, for him, he just sort of does the rest. and so it's cool because I got and I got an, I've had a couple people now, completely random people I had no idea would be listening to my podcast, reach out to me. Yeah, one who I didn't know who's in like Germany, I think, and tell me like, hey, thanks so much for doing this. You make it make so much more sense. And I'm like, wow, somebody in freaking Germany. So that's cool. Um, tune in to the um, Course in Miracles podcast. I'm trying to like branch out. I don't know what I'm going to do about the Magic Pisces podcast when my book my book is coming out soon. And I think that I'm going to have a an associated podcast. Um, So I'm going to like an annotated podcast, like it's almost like audible with annotation. So I'll be like reading each chapter or each little section of the book and then explaining the, like what was happening, like psychologically um, behind the scenes, you know, like there's a scene when I'm like five years old and You know, I experienced a bit soul abandonment as the result of my mother. And so I think that the podcast, instead of like footnotes, it'll be like a footnoted podcast where I like read the story and then tell tell exactly what was happening in that moment to my inner child and then tie it all together with addiction. And yeah, we'll see. Um, Bringing to life the characters more and whatnot because there's just so many ways to do it. You know, so anyway, that being said, I don't know what I'm gonna do about the Magic Pisces podcast. One, uh, they already know who I am, um, the man, but I'm worried about the cancel stuff. Like I'm worried somebody will dig up an episode from like February or whenever, like June of 2020 when I'm like off on some rampage about whatever, you know, and then turn it into a meme and then smear it all over the internet. I don't know. Um... I was just watching this Jocko, uh, the Jocko podcast interview where he's talking about getting, what sh- getting shadow banned is. And shadow banned is basically like when you offend them, the powers that be, they just figure out a way to sort of make you go away. And um, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Like the cancel thing is real. It's totally real. And, you know... If you haven't been worried about being canceled then I don't know how authentic of a human being you are. <laughs> like for real because it's basically like cancel anyone that's not believing the thing or whatever, you know. So who knows I was talking the other the other day about um about um oh by the way Greg if you're listening I I saw that you had sent the that so it was that Facebook message to me the other morning and I just had just gotten up. I'm just like I'm not in the mood to <laughs> I'm not in the mood for Magic Pisces podcast feedback right now. I just I, I, not today, I can't. I, I can't. I don't think I even read it. Sometimes that's just how you got to be with it. Um, I did, however, there was something about CNN that I think you said or that Greg said. <laughs> so I went back and I'm like, oh, I still don't see anything on CNN there. There's this um, I was watching this Joe Rogan interview where he's talking about, like, they found near, it's East Palestine, Ohio, which is super close to Philadelphia, or it's actually, it's either Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, I can't remember. It's, like, close. It's, like, 45 minutes away. They found, like, three dead deer just, like, tipped over by this waterway or just, like, in a field. It's just, like, three dead deer. Like, the chemical spill is killing the deer. This is the stuff you can get shadow banned for. This is what I'm talking about. This is why we need Erin Brockovich. And this, no, actually, this is why we need you. We need you for this. And I know for a fact, like, I, I posted a YouTube video um, about, actually about Erin Brockovich, and she was just doing her thing. I think I talked about this in the other episode, uh, the last episode, but she's just like, their stories are, we need to believe them. We need to you know, their stories are valid, their experiences are valid, they're gonna try to silence them, et cetera, and it only got, it was really interesting, It's frickin' Aaron Brockovich, and um, it only got like two or three likes, and that's kind of like shadow banning-ish, right? Like, why didn't that, years ago, that sort of thing would have created a stir? I I remember years ago being able to, to cause quite a stir on Facebook. There used to be all kinds of pretty contentious conversations that happened relatively peacefully on Facebook. I'm thinking like 2013, 14, 15, 12 era before the powers that be knew what was going on there. I mean, every, everybody in Congress is such a fucking idiot. All the politicians are so stupid that it takes them like a lot longer to catch up about things like Facebook. Well, once they know, once they know about um, about. Things going viral, et cetera. That's one of those things Jocko was talking about. Like, they know when you go viral, right? And they will silence you. And so he started Jocko, I think it's Jocko Underground. What is it? Yeah, Jocko Underground. Check out Jocko Underground. Jocko, Jocko, first of all, I think Jocko is a good human being. Um, like, I think he is good in his core. I think he stands for good in the universe. He's a, he's a warrior type of good. You know, like he's an actual warrior, like killer good. You know what I mean? Um, and I've actually been in the same room with him. I was at a podcasting conference, and I, I got to ask him a question in this like panel. And I, I've, I think I asked him what fascinates you about human beings. And, and he was basically like the propensity of human beings to annihilate and assassinate each other and to kill and torture and make war is fascinating to me. I was like, "Whoa, Jocko!" And then I'm like, "Well, what fascinates you about yourself?" Which is a question I used to ask all my podcast guests. And he's like, "I don't think I'm that fascinating." He was—he was kind of spoke a little condescending. I knew it was—I knew it was a little bit of a stretch. And I should have asked him. I think what a great question would have, to to ask Jocko would have been, uh, "What what in your mind distinguishes an ordinary person from an extraordinary human being? Uh, an ordinary human being from an extraordinary human being?" That would have been really a cool question to ask him. And I lost the chance. Maybe I'll get it again one day. But, um, yeah, he's talking about getting shadow banned and and the way they come after you, you know? And, like, it's like Jocko's, like, punk rock. Like, that's actual punk rock nowadays is Jocko. Like, for real. That's, like, no bullshit punk rock. Um, And I've mentioned the uh, off album, the new off album, O-F-F capital O, capital F, capital F, exclamation point, the off-album Free LSD, in my opinion, is the greatest punk rock album of all time. And I do not say that, like, I say that having considered, having considered some things. Um, I would actually argue that perhaps um, a couple of the Bad Religion albums could be up there in the running, um, that, I mean, that would be a really interesting conversation to start amongst punk rockers. What is the greatest punk rock album of all time? In my opinion, um, the, the Off album, which is called Free LSD, is not only the greatest punk album made, but it's the most punk rock album ever made because they have cryptically managed, Off cryptically man, managed to uh, cryptically um, call out all of it. Right, and there, there's this song on that album called "Invisible Empire," that will light a fire under your ass. It is just the most, it is the most brilliant punk rock song ever. And um, here I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the words. I mean, it's just so gnarly. It's so fast and just awesome. But the the lyrics are infamous: brotherhood ruthless and unjust, equality smokescreen. Watch us combust they own what we hear and see everywhere everywhere you look they're the enemy right and then the second verse then it's, it's all the way back to zero and then the second verse is a nasty strain infects the promised land criminals for cash who serve the ruling hand they own what we hear and see everywhere you look they're the enemy and then there's just this like gnarly like punk rock interlude and then it's just invisible empire It's just, it's so gnarly, right? But Keith, it's like Keith Morris is, he's maybe the most punk rock person ever, you could argue. And, you know, he's not a dumb guy. And it's obvious he was seeing through the bullshit and wanted to cryptically address it. So it's just cool. It's just all about, like, aliens and, you know, LSD and... So many other things. What's, where's this other line? Give me a second. Oh, this song is called um, Behind the Shifts. And there's this part, where is it? Har- it's like harvested doomsday seeds in the hands of hierarchy. know that's not the, the coolest part. Where'd it go? Whistleblowers. We believe we have a choice. Whistleblowers and big mouths. Targeted for weeding out. So we believe we have a choice, whistleblowers and big mouths, targeted for weeding out. Covert killer click, erecting obelisks, behind the shifts, follow the trail to the global money scale. We believe we have a choice, whistleblowers. And, and big mouths, and it's like under disguise, under disguise of free will, under disguise, under disguise of free will. And then verse two is, welcome to the secret school, bloodlines set to rule, fed from the trial, then double-crossed, they'll squeeze you out, fermenting war, independence falls off course, we believe we have a choice, you know? It's just like, it's just, but the the way the, Message of It is Delivered is it's one of the most amazing albums ever made for anybody I mean punk rock obviously in in the genre of punk rock but and it is just straight punk rock but it's one of the greatest pieces of music that has ever been released in my not so humble opinion punk rock is um punk rock is a thing like it's just this whole it's this whole thing and that saying um if if you used to be punk rock you never were. I mean that, you know? I there's this part of me that you know will always want to burn shit. <laughs> you know, there's this part of me that will always just want to um hit a cop car with a sledgehammer, <laughs> whatever, you know, and I guess I'm still punk rock. I must have been punk rock back in the day. Um, it's like punk rock is just, it's just against, you know? And now it's just so funny to see like that punk rock is, it's like the, the it, I think things need to sort of transmute. And I think trans, punk rock sort of transmuted a little during COVID and, and because it was, there was, a, you know, there was a whole let's get vaccinated thing. And, um, and then off emerged. Off emerged, thank God. There's another line um, about mandate, mandate is divide the nation. I forget the line before it. The name of the song is Black Widow Group, but he's basically like uh, a plague, oh yeah, a plague of fake investigations. Mandate is divide the nation. <laughs> Roulette team, ace in the hole. What is their ultimate goal? Some things you don't need to know. It's just the gnarliest song. Yeah. I just encourage anyone to sit down and put headphones on and listen to that song with the lyrics from beginning to end with headphones blasting as loud as it it can go. And something will move inside of your spirit. Anyone that likes music. I mean, it's just, it's, it's absolutely brilliant, but This sort of tangent came from me saying, I think I need to rebrand myself so that nobody goes back through my, the AI doesn't go back through the Magic Pisces podcast episodes and brand me as something to sabotage the release of my book or the sales of my book or whatever it is. Um, I do believe that I have God on my side. And I've been resting in God. That's one of the Course in Miracles lessons. I rest in God. And it's the only sanity I have currently is the Course in Miracles and my my work in the recovery community. That's that's those are the only that's the only place I can get the truth. You know, I um it's we I mentioned in my other podcast before this one that I recorded that um We are not, and I've mentioned it before in in this podcast, I believe, but we are no longer in, like, it's not about how you feel about, like, a woman's right to choose, like a standard standard political issue. It's not about, um, you know, how you feel about gun control, standard political issue. It's not about, um, you know, should the government give assistance to the poor, you know, like welfare, like... We're not having debates about that. The debates are: I believe that this is the truth because this is the media outlet I'm paying attention to, and you believe that is the truth. And both of us think that these things are the truth, and we're going to kill each other, or we're at least going to uh, wish death upon one another because what we uh, because we believe different things to be the truth. And what I found during the COVID conundrum the cobra debacle was i was not believing what was being presented as the truth and other people were and i i still didn't you know the whole like that whole it was just really interesting that that you know that george floyd thing happened in the middle of covid right when everything was locked down and then all of a sudden it's okay to go outside and party um, not that they were partying, but I'm cer- I'm certain that there was a lot of partying associated with that. And so I remember just when I, w- I was already onto it, I was already like, yeah, I don't know about this. And then that happened. And then seeing so many people disregard, not that they were disregarding like the truth or the narrative, but, you know, throwing caution to the wind in service of a quote unquote good cause. And that was sort of like back to that, um, back to that line from the, that off song, a plague of fake investigations mandate is divide the nation. Like I saw, I'm certain people wish death upon me. Um, I'm certain, right? (laughs) So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, all that being said, I managed to, I had two dates with two women that I met off Bumble in Temecula during sort of towards the end of COVID. And one of them was a hospital administrator and the other one was a, a an, an ER nurse or a, uh, she's like an anesthesiologist nurse. And both of, one of them was on the, I mean the ground, ground, ground floor of the initial wave of COVID, um, like in the emergency rooms and people were in fact dropping like flies and, and she, Dressed up, you know, completely in head to toe in this like crazy COVID, um, COVID uh, outfit or whatever, COVID armor. And, um, she was on the front lines of the initial wave when people like it, it was that first wave of COVID that first variation variant of COVID was gnarly and deadly and brutal. And I never thought that it was quote unquote, like just a cold. I never believed that I never wanted COVID. Um, obviously I never, uh, I, there were several situations that I found myself in that made me incredibly uncomfortable indoors with people. Once when I went to Chicago to visit my family in, I want to say it was July of twenty twenty. I went to visit my family in Chicago or August. I can't remember exactly um actually it was twenty twenty one but it was still like they had recently kind of freed everything up and I was in a crowded restaurant, this italian restaurant um a supper club to be exact. I was in a supper club, and um I was incredibly uncomfortable to such a great extent that I actually left. I actually went outside to like get fresh air and like kind of process the situation because I did not want COVID and I'm a single guy, right? So it's like really, it was very easy for me to just make sure that every, like I was okay and to, to do my part to social distance. Like I did all that stuff and I went along with the mask stuff. I had a mask on for, I didn't think it did shit, but I wore the freaking mask and I didn't complain about it either. Um, and all that being said, like, I still didn't want to put that vaccine into my body. I just didn't. And I got my information not from the, not from the right-wing media. It wasn't from, like, Fox News. I got it from this other guy, right? Cliff High, who I was following. And then I was referred to him by this other woman that I know in the spiritual dimension, right? So there was all these, like, there were these, like, spiritual sort of people that had that their kind of spiritual take, and I, of course, resonate with the work of Dr. David Hawkins, as I mentioned many times. And so that, um, like, I believe in the, in the politics of truth. What is the truth? I want to know what the frickin' truth is. And when you get, there's a, this one hilarious Ben Shapiro episode, I'd be impossible to track down at this point, but where he's talking about the level of corruption that exists at CNN, um, and it's super like right all the way up to um, like child pornography stuff, like child molestation stuff, like by high m- high-ranking members at CN- CNN, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go this the QAnon route here, but disturbing at best, and I'm hearing this from Ben Shapiro, and I'm like. Yeah, Ben Shapiro, you're kind of a douche. Um, yeah, Ben Shapiro, you're conservative uh, to the hilt. Um, yeah, Ben, we know you're an Orthodox Jew. You say it in every episode. Um, yeah, Ben Shapiro, your wife's a doctor. You say it in every episode. Um, yes, Ben Shapiro, you have six kids, I believe. And, you know, God is likely to deal you a gay here um, for the amount of things that you have to say about gay people. Um, That being said, I do not believe that he is, I believe he's a truthful person. Um, So, in other words, like he's clear on how he feels about, for instance, homosexuality. I think the trans thing is like a whole different, it's just a whole other thing. It's just, phenomenologically, it's just different. It, I don't see the, the T's with the L's, the G's and the B's, right? I think they're like, it's like a different thing, not traditional trans people who actually have traditional trans people, um, who have actual gender dysphoria, actual gender dysphoria. Um, those, uh, people need to be treated with the utmost respect, which is the only way I would ever treat them. I pretty much treat everyone with the utmost respect. If, as I mentioned before, if you follow me around, um, you're gonna see a lot of respectful interactions. Um, but the, the thing about the, the Daily Wire and this, these, and I'm, this is separate from f- like Fox News, right? Um, that sort of conservative outlet, but is that I believe that these, I do not believe that these are dishonest people. I believe that there are people who have different convictions than I do. I believe that they are, um, that they have, that the things that they believe God loves or condemns or doesn't love or doesn't conem- condemn or whatever. I believe that the, their that their views there are skewed. Um, I believe that there's a lot of ignorance there, but I don't believe, and this is just me personally, right? Someone could probably dig up all the evidence in the world for why he's a freaking liar. You could Google it right now and find out pages and pages and pages as to why, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro is a lying sack of shit. I, but I just don't, I don't get, I don't get that off of him. And if you, if you study the work of Dr. David Hawkins, um, he actually would, like, he would calibrate a lot of the people, um, a lot of conservatives uh, very high. Um, and they, there was a commitment to, truth with a lot of them that was not recognized and that was when I started to kind of yeah I don't know I don't know like maybe I maybe my dad is more maybe my dad is less of an asshole than I think he is you know what I mean maybe his viewpoints are at least worth listening to because I would never listen I never listened before I just assumed he's a freaking piece of shit asshole when at the end of the day he's one of the nicest people I ever met you know all the people in my family are nice kind you know um so the the politics of uh it's not about like what how i feel about like a p- particular political issue it's what is the truth here that's what i've always wanted more than anything is what is the truth like i would be 1 million percent if someone could prove to me the vaccine is safe and effective And prove that to me with data, I would absolutely 1 million percent get it and sing its praises. Now, I realize that this is kind of like that, that happened a long time ago in like another American lifetime or whatever, but... But still, that's I've um, as I mentioned in the last episode, cognitive dissonance, I think we all could stand a healthy dose of com- uh, cognitive dissonance on a regular basis. It's, it, I think it's really important for us to to challenge our views. Um, and there are some things that are happening in the world if you sort of look at things through that lens that are a little uh, peculiar. Um, you know the uh, I don't even want to bring this up necessarily, but there's a an anonymous program that has been sort of infiltrated and almost bullied into selling out and changing its language and and that's there's not any sort of consequence that could be um, and if you want to know specifically, you can get in touch with me and I'll explain it um i don't want to I don't want to drag that into here, but just it's disturbing and of most people just it's like the banality of evil, you know most evil happens because people are just going along and there's that pa- paper by Hannah, Arndt, Hannah Arndt, Arendt Hannah Arendt A R E N D T you can google it the banality of evil an essay that she wrote after the holocaust happened and they found that I believe it was Goebbels I believe it was Heinrich Himmler when they got him on the on trial when they finally captured him and they had him on trial and the witness stand and they were interviewing him they found out they re- they they didn't see someone who was he wasn't diabolical in nature. He was just kind of an idiot. He was just kind of a moron. Like, he was just very dim-witted and slow and stupid and not, didn't have a lot of foresight or, or any or didn't have a lot of forethought in any of the things he was doing. And, and he was just kind of dumb. He was kind of dense. And um, there's another book. Actually, Jordan Peterson just, or there's a book. Jordan Peterson, I just heard him mention this. And that's another person that, although he's not a perfect human being, Jordan Peterson, he's deeply misunderstood. It is incredibly unfortunate that his base happens to be, uh, a lot of his base happens to be what it is, um, you know, white nationalists and whatnot. But, you know, I always bring up the, the argument of, the, you know, there's a punk band, Naked Reagan, one of the greatest, coolest, raddest punk rock bands ever, 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 uh, Naked Reagan from Chicago. And one of the most influential punk rock bands of all time. One of Dave Grohl's um, favorite bands, uh, most influential bands. And um, he, uh, they, they had a, a far, they had like a far right base. They had like a racist skinhead fan base, in part, not entirely, but in part, you know. And so it's kind of like sometimes people gravitate towards certain things for reasons we can't explain. Um, side note, uh, bikers like Sturgis people. One of their favorite bands is Nickelback. I found that hilarious. It's like Nickelback's fans are like hardcore bikers. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm not saying anything further there. Interesting. So we don't know why people resonate with uh, who they do, and for for we don't understand. We don't necessarily know why people resonate with people, or you know why the why things catch on with certain parts of the population, or certain phenomenon are more attractive to certain. Parts of the population or aspects of the population. I lost my train of thought like Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Oh, it was um, the book that Jordan Peterson recently mentioned. So Jordan Peterson mentioned a book in one of his talks recently called Ordinary Men. And Ordinary Men was a book that was actually assigned to me by a, um, a history professor I had in college. I took this... Uh, Class in my last year of college called 20th Century European Culture. And the teacher was this guy, Professor Ensley. And I met him in the bar, I met him in the trailhead. And he was the coolest dude ever. And he, um, his Parents were actual members of the Nazi Party in Germany during World War II. And he explained to the class, like, just really kind of matter of factly, like they just joined the Nazi Party for like practical reasons more than anything else. Um, Like it was just sort of like the thing that would serve their interests the most, like voting for Trump or whomever. Like the Nazi Party spoke to them or provided certain incentives for them to go along. And and so they did. And so it's just ordinary people. But this book, Ordinary Men, is about. How it basically breaks down exactly how a group of ordinary men, ordinary like human beings, ordinary like army people or whatever, were essentially in the course of a very short period of time transformed into like the deadliest killing machine ever. It was like they were like a, a battalion that was. Responsible for you know killing more people in Auschwitz than all of the rest of them, or something like that. But it just it basically lays out exactly how it happened, and how it happened was people just went along, people just went along, people just went along for what they thought was a good cause. People went along for what they thought was a good cause. People went along for what they thought was a good cause, and that's what happened during COVID. People went along for what they thought was a good cause, and um, all of a sudden you've got these people who are <laughs> otherwise very nice becoming. Rather vicious, right? Um, and, and again, I don't want to overstep the, the, the actual COVID, like the COVID itself and that example I get I gave of those two women um, who were on the ground 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 floor, and both of them said it was brutal and terrifying the, this, this other one, the I mentioned the nurse, this other one was like an administrator, and they literally, 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 literally had to turn the air conditioning down in one of the wings of the hospital, and this is like in the Inland Empire in California, um, to like almost refrigerator level, so they could pile dead COVID bodies in it. This person would have no reason to lie. Um, I, this person was a wonderful human being, and uh, we had a very long talk that day, and that was just one of the things we talked about. So I was never in denial about that. It was, the, it's, it's not the content, it's the context, like what, what is actually happening here and the context it occurred as if it was almost like totalitarian or um, uh, control, control, control. And I was watching this, the, the guy I mentioned, the father, the priest I mentioned in the last episode, uh, Father Ripperger is his name. Um, I was listening to a talk that he gave um, recently, a couple months ago, that he basically said like, it took them, it took the, the, the global power, like the, 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 the heads of all of the governments like in the entire world, two weeks, to shut down the, com- the world economy completely. It took them two weeks. And the entire world economy was shut down and people's lives were ruined um, forever often right? People lost their businesses. Um, I had a good friend who basically got a letter in the mail that said, you can't do massage anymore. And if you do, you're going to be in serious trouble, potentially criminal. Um, And that, and then, you know, as soon, as soon as you're not, like, as, as soon as you stop believing the lies, then you start connecting with other people who don't believe the lies. And some of them, you know, there's these, I have this like these two sort of friends at the coffee shop. They're like my conspiracy theory friends. They're like the full on kind of conspiracy whack jobs. And she's always just got like so much to sort of, She's almost like an energy vampire, right? And I have to like sit and listen to all this stuff. And I'm just trying to be as polite as I can, right? And just praying for her, doing Course in Miracles lessons in real time. Not a bad person, but you know, just full on like right wing conservative conspiracy nut. Um, I'm not one of those. I was never one of those. Um, And there are a lot of people who weren't one of those. And um, it was incredibly, I I can't really explain to you what it felt like uh, to be completely and totally gaslit by the entire, like, World establishment to the point where I was afraid to speak my mind on my podcast for fear of being physically hurt, literally, L- literally. And when you are on that side of things, while all of these people are like, you know, the the leftists who I spent quite a few seasons ripping on, um, and having a less than uh, course and miracle based relationship towards, um, to to see. People who, in the name of, in the name of compassion, uh, become incredibly vicious. And, and to be on the receiving end of that is like, I mean, it was, I wouldn't describe it as anything less than Orwellian, right? And so now there's this sort of shadow banning thing. That happens, right? So coming, kind of coming full circle with the podcast, I was watching this Jocko podcast where he's talking about being shadow banned, and I'm actually afraid of being shadow banned. And I have this book coming out, and I'm tiptoeing around what I say so that the wrong person doesn't hear it and ruin me. It's a thing. The, the weaponized wokeness is a thing. It's a thing. I can't say that I believe in anything but equality for all people, everywhere. And I'm willing to have a debate, a respectful conversation about equity and why I think it is spiritually just kind of fucked up. But that's just my opinion, and I'm more than happy to listen to yours, right? My, my base, the base of my soul is very, 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 very liberal and in some places, moderate, and maybe in a couple places, a little conservative, but not in any sort of weird way. You know, these are just things that just kind of where I've arrived as a result of being an almost 50-year-old man. Um, I think most people, if it really came down to it, and they had the facts and they had the truth, would arrive at a much more moderate place. So I'm not sure what the uh, point of this episode was. Um, I just wanted to come on because... I don't want to turn my computer off yet. So thanks for listening. Magic Pisces Podcast. Talk to you next time. Bye.